All right, joining me today is Joshua Briscoe, uh, Jayhawk Nation, uh, to preview this Saturday's Oklahoma State-Kansas matchup in Lawrence. Joshua, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm flu-free, and right now that's all I can ask for. Well, that makes one of us. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> I sit at home in my pajamas trying to fight through this. I apologize. Now, to anyone, if I start hacking and coughing and wheezing, I'll do my best not to. So I'll take State the blame for it if you do also. Oh, I appreciate that. Well, if you get the flu and it <laughs> you know, that'll be on me. I will blame you, yeah, for sure. Uh, so, Oklahoma State heads to Lawrence this Saturday uh, for the first round of OSU Kansas. Uh, this is a series that, surprisingly, has been pretty close over the past few years. Uh, OSU, one of the few teams who has had a, a decent record against the Jayhawks. Uh, obviously, not as not as great in Lawrence. What are you kind of – I guess the first question I have is, Oh, Kansas had a rough start to the season, lost some games that were mm-hmm. rather surprising. Um, mm-hmm. Have they fixed the problems from earlier in the season, or is it just something they've been masking? Well, that's a, that's a really interesting way to phrase it, actually, because I think you could probably argue a little bit of both. Like, they didn't get any taller. Uh, I mean, they, they added Sylvia DeSosa, who was uh, transferring in kind of around semester, uh, ended up getting cleared a couple games ago. Um, so it's it's not that they've necessarily fixed the weaknesses that they had that were exploited early on in the season, but I do think that they've gotten much better at dealing with them. Uh, so I guess I guess I would say it's probably a little bit of both. They they've gotten some more aggressiveness uh, from Sue McKayluke and from Malik Newman. They weren't having enough aggressiveness in general early enough or earlier on in the season. Uh, Azubuki has has been uh, playing very well recently. So I would say that they've they've learned similar to how they did last year, uh, not quite as well as last year, but they they've been able to adjust uh, to the style of play they have to have uh, for this season with a with a really small team. But it's it's certainly gotten much better. Uh, where would you rank this among the uh, Bill Self coaching jobs? He's done a great job years where things seem mm-hmm. coming at the beginning of the start of the year, and they really turned things around once they hit uh, Big Twelve play. So this season, obviously, you know, they're, they're, they're having to mask some hype issues. How mm-hmm. good is, where would you rank the job that Bill Self is doing so far this season compared to previous ones? Well, I, I don't know if you can give it a, an actual grade until March because that's, you know, even though Bill Self is largely remembered for, uh, for the Big 12 conference title streak, I think ultimately you have to grade him by how the team does in March. And I think this team will, will be at least in the best possible realistic position by then, so it's one of the best coaching jobs that I've seen from Bill Self, especially in the last handful of, of years. Last year was also up there because it was, that was sort of the the, the biggest shift, uh, I think, from, from a, one team to another for him really adjusting to a smaller team, but last year they had Frank Mason, who played a lot bigger than he was. They had Josh Jackson, who on this team would seem like a giant occasionally, uh, and so with this team, it really at, at times can be, at least it started out as the floor having four shooters, and you look at Azubuki, and that's kind of just it. So the, the way that Bill Self has been able to use those pieces and uh, especially been able to get the development out of guys like C. Luke and Malik Newman along this season uh, have been have been tremendous. So, I mean, I, I think if you, if you were going to demand an answer at the very beginning of February, I would say this is up there with Bill Self's best coaching jobs, and we'll be able to say that definitively depending on uh, their successes in March. Breathe, breathe, please. No, I can't. If you, if you die while we're talking, I'm, I'm going to feel terrible. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Um, so OSU has been a habit, uh, 
during Big 12 play of, of giving up career highs to, to somebody uh, pretty much week in and mm-hmm. week out. Uh, if there's one player for Kansas that the Saturday mm-hmm. could, could, could go off for career high points or, or career day, who would that be? That's really good. Okay, well, I'll, I'll say, I'll narrow it down to three, and then I'll try to convince myself of one of them. But Devontae Graham certainly has an ability to just pour in a bunch of points, and he hasn't been as effective uh, recently as he was a little bit earlier in the season. He was the only option, which is uh, a little odd, but I, I guess the, the two guys that I would be most interested in would be either Malik Newman or Sima Luke. Newman, because he doesn't have quite the ceiling to bust through. As you go, oh, man, this is a definitive Malik Newman game. And we've seen him be really aggressive recently when he's been one of the only guys on this team that is sort of physically capable of, of playing a little bit bigger. But Sima Luke is the guy on this team that, for me, has, has developed in a way that I simply didn't expect. But he was just a shooter. And I'm guessing most Oklahoma State fans probably look at Sima Luke and go, oh, yeah, don't leave him open in the corner, and that's still true. Don't leave him open in the corner, but what else is he going to do? And especially in conference play this year, he has been so much more aggressive whenever this team has needed that so badly. So my official answer will be Steve McKayluke, um, but Devontae Graham and uh, Emily Newman both are other guys that, that could be in that conversation. You look at book, he's going to be as successful as everybody else around him uh, makes him. Legend Vic has been really quiet throughout all of conference play. I'm making sure I cover all of my bases here, and I think I think I'm good with that being said. Okay, so you gave me about five answers, so that's good. So if one of those five goes off, I guess kind of. Right, one of the starters. You get like like participation trophy if one of them goes off. Okay, good. <laughs> right. See, no, that's just Cena Kyluk. Okay, Cena Kyluk. All right, that's good. Um, Obviously, Kansas going for their 112th straight Big 12 title this year. I think that number is accurate. It's still around there, yeah. I lost track about 100 ago. Uh, if there is one team in the conference you think actually could could beat out Kansas for the, uh, the conference title this year, uh, who do you think that is? I would have said Oklahoma if you would have gotten to me a little bit earlier, but at this point, Honestly, I don't think anybody can. Uh, Texas Tech is the most logical option just because they got the win in Allen Fieldhouse, so I think really they're the only realistic option. If you lose at home to Kansas, it's over. Like, this happened, um, this, this happened obviously for K-State, who was great, and, and KU outplayed Oklahoma on the road. So I, I guess Oklahoma would have been my, would have been my answer before the KU-Oklahoma game, even in a loss, though. I looked at that and I went, well, I don't think Oklahoma's going to beat this team again, um, even though, you know, bad coaching by the end by Bill Self from trying to send a message or whatever. Texas Tech has the best chance because they got the win in Allen Fieldhouse, uh, but Oklahoma is the, the one team that I think has the most to offer, but I think KU's better than both of them by a, a decent margin. Yeah, I thought, oh, you had a real shot this year, and then uh, as much hype as oh, you yeah. can get. And it, it's deserved hype. Kid mm-hmm. play, that kid does not play defense. Right, he's exhausted from shooting all the time. Well, yeah, as much time as he spends on the court, he doesn't play, you know, solid defense. It's, it's, it's yes. a liability on the other end. Um, so if there is one, uh, obviously Kansas has a bit of a height issue, but if there's one other area that mm-hmm. Kansas is weak at, uh, what would that be? It's it's always going to be trying to keep up with other big men. Uh, Udo Kazabuki, if he gets into foul trouble early on, then you're going to start seeing some of Kansas's flaws. 
So Mitch Fightfoot has actually played a couple of really nice games recently, which has been a bit of a surprising development. Uh, no, no accidental shade to Mitch Lightfoot, but he he uh, doesn't need to see the floor for uh, a dozen minutes a night. And Sylvia DeSosa is not ready yet. He might be a real contributor to this team uh, next year. Maybe he does something useful in March, but realistically. It's uh, it's the big men, and if Azubuki gets in some foul trouble early and Oklahoma State can keep it close, that's exploitable. As far as all the guards, though, it, all of the guards can do everything that you've heard that they can do. Uh, this, the, getting to the basket can be a challenge, but but seeing the Kyle Luke and especially Malik Newman have helped that out a lot. Uh, I, I, even though Devontae Graham's been a little quiet, he's going to be able to to do that whenever needed. Uh, so I, I think Kansas will will have uh, enough strength to handle Oklahoma State, but if there's a place where uh, Oklahoma State can actually make this really interesting, it's going to be Azubuki getting in some early foul trouble and uh, maybe making him shoot some free throws as well. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I'm not saying we have the best centers, but, uh, you know, Seema uh, and Solomon can, can, can play well. Solomon, I think, mm-hmm. directly, Solomon had a great game uh, at Lawrence last year um, against Kansas. I, I could see him having a, a, a decent, uh, decent game this Saturday as well. Granted, even if we had a lead at halftime, we'll probably uh, lose by 12. So. Um, <laughs> prediction for the game? Yeah, I think Kansas wins. I, the one thing, though, that I would say is I don't know I don't know what the line is on this game right now. Um, I'm, I have an ESPN page open. I can probably figure it out. But I would, I would say Kansas wins this game, but it's probably a little closer than you might think. Uh, KU just had their biggest win uh, of conference play against K-State last week. They won by 14 um, on, on Saturday. Uh, actually, no, not Saturday, Monday, sorry. Um, but they won by 14 on Monday. They hadn't won by double digits in conference play before that, so uh, ESPN's page here has no line yet. So there we go. That's wonderful. Thank you, ESPN.com. Uh, so I, I would say that Kansas wins this game, but if you made me, you know, Oklahoma State minus, or plus 10, I'd be really tempted by that. I wouldn't actually bet on it because this team terrifies me. Uh, but I, I say KU wins in a game that is relatively convincing, but Oklahoma State makes a run at some point because everybody always makes a run against this KU team at some point, uh, but KU pulls it out at the end, wins by, you know, the high single digits. All right. yeah, I don't know if I, have, I can uh, if I can argue with that one. OSU's made a habit of building good leads on the road. Uh, Texas Tech against Arkansas. Again, I think uh, well, five of our last six road games, we had a lead at halftime and, and haven't, haven't won a single one yet. So yeah, I would expect a nice, a nice uh, close first half, and then uh, and we'll just see what happens after that. So, all right, well, that's, that's really interesting. Awesome. Okay. Oh, sure, ahead. sorry. I just, that's, it's really interesting because uh, K, one thing that KU's done really well, and they did really well against K-State, and they've done it to some extent against Baylor, they, they play really fast out of the gate and, and end up getting a nice lead and then sort of slowly lose it uh, and then ultimately get it back at the end. So that'll be an interesting kind of like switch up of styles. I don't, I don't know if it's a couple of strengths and a couple of weaknesses in the first and second half for each of these teams. Uh, that'll, be, that'll be really interesting. I hadn't thought about that with Oklahoma State yet. So. Well, part of the issue is they just don't have – uh, they just don't have the depth. Um, you know, Shine will still be out. Uh, he's probably not their best player uh, with a with a wrist injury. Uh, Kendall Smith should be back. He's the uh, backup point guard. So we split minutes pretty well with uh, Averett. Um And they, they they play hard. They work hard. I, I, I think it sounds like a song, but 
and I think it's why they do so well in the first half. They, they play good defense, they make good shots, they get inside, and then they just they just don't seem to adjust. And they usually have a good six seven minute scoring drought. It just kills them. Um, usually in the second half, yeah. until they start to get fatigued because they just don't have, and there's not enough guys to be a come off the bench to give uh, a real contribution uh, throughout the game that the starters can can get can get a break and get a breath. By the end of the game, you can see their legs are heavy, um, and they just don't make shots as well. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I'm excited to see how that matches up. It'll be a fun one. OSU-Kansas is always a fun game. Uh, I, I'm never mm-hmm. sure how Kansas feels. I always feel like in basketball, it's a, it's a pretty decent rivalry. Uh, mm-hmm. Both teams have traded their share, fair share of blows during uh, for the past you know, decade or so. All right. Well, uh, Joshua, thanks for joining me today. I really do appreciate it, man. Absolutely. I hope that you vanquish this flu, and oh. uh, and I don't know. I hope you, I hope you get a fun game to watch while you while you uh, beat away this illness. Yeah, I think uh, I think a win might actually uh, make the flu go away. I might, the, the overwhelming joy inside of me would, would just destroy yeah. the, the illness, and and I would be uh, healthy. So. Yeah. I'm afraid you're going to be sick for a little while longer. Yeah, probably. No, I'm going to go get back on the couch, climb back under the blanket, and go watch more Netflix. Perfect. Sounds uh, like a plan. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Anytime. Have a good weekend. You too.